Casinos in Space by Howard Berenbaum. Copyright 2019 by Howard Berenbaum slash CyberTimes LLC. All rights reserved. Chapter 22. Wandering. Paul was now wandering alone in the diminished light of the lonely cave with only his hope and determination as a guide. He needed a little luck to get out of this predicament and back to his friends. But considering his current record, it was almost a sure bet he would not succeed, but he had to press on. Then his thoughts turned to hunger and he stopped to look around for scraps of anything he could munch on, like plants, roots, mushrooms or whatever. He'd have to wait for that juicy red steak when he reached the boardwalk. The thought of a big red rare steak made him smile for a moment, and then his hands began to tremble and his feet started to tingle, probably from the lack of nourishment. He thought his time was up on this world, or any other world, and he was going to die, now, sad and lonely and alone. But his tingling lessened and his thoughts turned from death to eating. He needed a snack to tide him through the day or night, though he had no idea if it was day or night. Some crackers with a little cream cheese would help, or a few celery stalks, or some carrots, maybe some nuts, or dried fruit, a fried egg omelet with smoked salmon and hash browns, or a nice medium-rare rib steak. Oh, that would be heaven, he thought, as his hunger worsened, and tears started fl flowing down his cheeks from being deliriously hungry. Then he heard some scampering to his right which was a distraction, and when he turned, he saw a small black tail slither on the ground as it passed. His mouth started watering at the sight, but he still didn't know what animal was connected to the tail, and being curiously hungry, he moved to follow. A few feet away, he saw the movement again, but this time he stamped his foot on the slithering appendage and the thing connected to the tail turned to face Paul, and they were both startled. For a moment, Paul thought he saw the face of his dead brother Daniel, but with big ears and whiskers. The thing was startled when it saw a large solid rock crash on its head, and then it was dead on the ground. Paul was ready to eat his steak now, but only as a quick snack. In a nanosecond, he popped the small rodent into his mouth and bit off the head, like the time Ozzy Osbourne, the acid rock star of the 1980s, bit off the head of a bat. Both events were disturbingly disgusting. Paul, now satisfied, was ready to go home, or at least headed in the right direction. He was trying to use his wits with a mix of intuition to select his heading, or which cave corridor that could lead east towards the boardwalk and the salty sea. He sat down on the damp cave floor and tried to clear his mind. Barry and Mark were big on transcendental meditation, and he knew their routine. He wasn't sure it would help, but at least he should try. Maybe it would help him relax. He crossed his legs in the traditional stance and started chanting the mantra OM aloud. The meditation technique and movement were introduced by Maharishi Mahesh Yogi and became a popular passion beginning in the 1970s. It was a tool to help clear your mind and help reduce the stress of living by sitting quietly for 20 minutes twice a day and chanting the mantra assigned to you by your certified instructor. In the tradition of TM, the mantra sound you chant should be a secret sound given to you by your meditation guru, but it really didn't matter what you chanted. Any short sound would work like OM, Coke, Cola, Cocoa, or whatever. And once he started, he hoped his mind would do the rest and direct him in the right direction. 
as he chanted his not-so-secret guru meditation word, at first aloud and then eventually to himself, he started to drift off into a light sleep. When he awoke he was still humming OM and he felt great, rested and aware, but aware of images flashing in his mind, and not of the cave where he rested. Then he saw a scene that was disturbing. He had somehow flown to the boardwalk, and was hovering at a casino entrance where he observed a small brigade of green natives fighting to get in with guns blazing. As he watched, green bleeding bodies started piling up as red laser light beams flashed through the glass from within the lobby. The scene changed again and Paul was looking down on Mark and Barry, laser weapons drawn as three armed natives broke through. Dead patrons intermixed with dead inhabitants were skewed about. Then the firing ceased and Paul watched as Mark and Barry were working on reviving an injured patron using CPR. Suddenly, his perspective changed and Paul was looking down at all three, and the wounded patron was his wife, Jane. That's when he started crying. But he stopped himself because it wasn't real. He was just dreaming and he breathed a sigh of relief. Then he drifted into a deep sleep and dreamt he was hovering again, but back in his cave, now floating from tunnel to tunnel searching for a way out.